We're back with third best pod where we crown the champion of the bronze medal. I'm Dan Herman. The Moderna to my Johnson and Johnson is our good friend BDC. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I got the Pfizer, dude. I'm Pfizer. All right. Team Pfizer all the way. I'm Dan Herman and the Pfizer to my Johnson and Johnson. I don't like Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson in the same sentence. Yeah, it's a little it awkward. Weird. It sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> BDC coming from his upgraded uh, closet office is doing yep. well. Sitting on the floor. I got all my cans over here still. It's nice. pretty cool. Are they my still buddies, the same cans? They're still the same fucking cans, Dan. Yes. <laughs> is that Burger King still there? No, I threw that one out. Don't worry about it. Thank God. There's a Diet Coke bottle over here now and a half full bottle of kombucha that I'm pretty sure is probably still fermenting. Sweet. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, If you don't know, third best pod is old fashioned bar arguments about a range of topics from movies, music, food, and anything else we find worth debating. But we're not going to debating things at their best. We're diving into the deeper cuts that you haven't thought of in a few years and coming out with a new appreciation. For example... It'd be pretty boring to learn that somebody thinks Oshaval is the best burger in Chicago, but with a third best Chicago burger is a much more wide open debate. Ideally, you spend some time with what your choice would be, listen to the pod, pass out from extreme dehydration, go to the ER, re-engage with our picks, and come out the other side with a new appreciation for water. At least we get you cursing at us as you clear out your flower beds for replanting. Today's guest is an old friend of mine, Young Jack Young, who is not old Jack Young, which was a different Jack Young. But Young Jack Young, how are things? Things are good. Certainly more hydrated than last week. (laughs) Literally (laughs) went to the hospital and felt bad about it, which was weird to me that you were like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I'm going to the hospital. I'm like, one of those things is not the way this should go, right? Like, I mean, A, you shouldn't go to the hospital. And also, you shouldn't feel bad about this. No, uh, sound, you sound like an American working class person. That sounds great. <laughs> when you're sick and you text your boss and you're like, hey, I'm really sorry I'm sick. It's like, it's not my fault I'm sick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and you, you'd think I'd be a little bit more, uh, how do you say, forward thinking about when I have to call off on something, seeing as how the Haymarket riots were here in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know. <laughs> well, I told Dan. involves friends. I. Oh, well, thank you. I texted Dan back. Dan was like, hey, we can't record this last week or whatever. (laughs) I was like, he should do it from the hospital. That'd be really metal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it would actually. It'd be, it it would fit in with our topic, wouldn't it? It would. And as a natural segue, BDC, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the third best Converge album. Now I have a question because album or release, or are we doing straight album? No EPs. But the album you're talking about is an album. Even though it didn't get them out of their contract, what you're talking about is an album. Okay. Okay. I was wondering about that. So, which tips the hand. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Converge, it's a very fair question. Yep. Yes. Yep. We always lead with the guest. Jack, you've told me that this is like a hot take. What I think is going to be the hot take is that I don't have a hot take. And you and BDC are going to line up a certain amount. So we will. Jack Young, what is the third best Converge album? 2001's Jane Doe. Okay. Oh. Okay. You're right. See, I mean, I like that's. You. I told you. I, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of reasons for feeling the way I do. Many of them personal, 
which is what one of the reasons I love talking about, and I hate using the word term debate when it comes to art, but I guess we'll we'll use it here. Debating music is because nobody's ever really wrong or right. How you resonate with a certain record or you know whether whether it's music or anything, any piece of art, it's it's personal to you. And by saying that Jane Doe is the third best Converge album, um, that's obviously, and I'm again staying away from saying favorite since I know you guys. That's a that's the F word for you guys, but don't you don't say that word here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get canceled if you mm-hmm. use the word favorite. Yeah, but to me, Jane Doe is the third best Converge record, and most of that stems from Converge. To me, has and it's funny too because Jane Doe was the first Converge record I heard, and that's how I fell in love with them. But to me, Converge is at their best when they're more varied in their approach. And when they're, I don't, I hate using the term experimental because it's so, it's, it, I don't even know what that means anymore because every band, especially in that sector of music, is experimental in one way or another. But mm-hmm. Jane Doe flows from front to back very smoothly, but there's points in it to me personally that over time and over countless lessons of it don't grab me like it did the first time. And if I'm to say what is above it for me, uh, my favorite, I'm sorry, I'm using the F word, but You Fail Me is the best Converge release, Petitioning Empty Sky is the second, and Jane Doe is the third, and that is my manifesto. Wow, that's actually a pretty hot take. Okay. Yeah. So I feel spicy, if you will. It it is spicy. What will not surprise you, or maybe it will, you actually have Jane Doe ranked too high for Jacob Bannon. You do actually. You know what? I, I, I didn't know that actually. And that's simultaneously surprising and not surprising at all, knowing the kind of guy that he is. So Jacob Bannon has Jane Doe number five. Yeah. This is a really? Vice article, right? Yeah. Look at Ben doing the research. BBC. <laughs> wow. Um, See, well, this is great. I didn't know that, and I, I have clearly haven't done my research, and I just shoot from the fucking hip all the time. But the thing for me that is surprising about why you have it third, based on what you said, is you know the varied elements of it, and then going to uh, you fail me number one because that's like their return to hardcore. So it doesn't feel as varied. So like. So my number one is Jane Doe because I'm a old school normie and that's fine. Um, <laughs> Imagine thinking of yourself as an old school normie because you think Jane Doe's the best character. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. but, but my, the, the quote unquote, my hot take is all the love we leave behind is the second best Converge album because it is so varied and it has... It aimless arrows and it has trespasses but it also has like the most emotionally resonating converge song for me which is the title track all the love would leave behind which is about jacob bannon's dog because he was touring too much yeah yeah he i remember i did i did more research on this too and uh he wrote that song for that and just like he was like oh i have to leave all this shit that i love to actually be successful in in what i want to do and be an artist and so that's that song. i love that song that's number two for you that's number two for me that's my kermit because like really if you told me <laughs> that i needed to choose between uh axe the fall and jane doe i'd probably be like 
Yeah, those are my one and two or one and three, but number two is firmly, firmly all the love we leave behind. Interesting. So what's number three then, Dan? Number three is Axe the Fall. It's Axe the Fall? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As one of the other owners at Falling Knife, Andy likes to say the Mastodon record. <laughs> yeah. Axe the Fall is my number three. And, and it, it was between Axe the Fall and No Heroes because Plagues is the best converged song. Ooh. Ooh. See, now that's, that's a, a spicy take for me. So that, for like four minutes and then it's like the fucking the build on that song is nuts it's super super nuts it's really good and i think that's where like jack where you say they're like experimental i guess i don't know they it's not the same like that that song just hits so fucking hard um and that's an interesting segue because number three for me is no heroes. So cool. But I don't think that, I don't think that plagues is the best converged song. I think the best converged song is all we love. We leave behind. So I think it's like the perfect converged song in my, you mind. soft bastard. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a little yeah. sweetie. Yeah. No, uh, I, I can understand it because clearly it's like, that's my number two album but so i was actually late to converge um i was reading through some things and i got like related to you on it where it is converge is hard to understand particularly if people are like you need to listen to jane doe and you listen to it from top to bottom and and you like look up lyrics and they aren't the same lyrics and it's like it was such this beautiful mind fuck in 2001 yeah. uh, when it came out it's- right it's cacophonous is the way that I would, I would describe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Because mm-hmm. you can't understand any lyrics until like late era, like really maybe post No Heroes. Like all the love you leave behind, you can start understanding what Jacob Band is saying. But you're like, wow, yeah. this is shit. And I, I didn't get to see them live until I saw them on the Axe the Fall tour. And I was like, oh, shit. Now this so makes it's sense. It's like, what, 2009-ish? I think that's right. And it yeah. was it was like, I saw them at Triple Rock, and I was like, oh, fuck. These are just punks that are better yeah. at being punks than any of the rest of us. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good way to put it. They their Their dedication to their craft is something that I don't think anybody – you know, even the fucking haters that are out there that'll say like, "Oh, every, you know, every journalistic publication operates converge." Like, if every if so many people that do that shit for a living are in agreement that this band is one of the best at what they do and torchbearers for the people that want to do this shit, like, and it, it's fine if you don't like them, but like, yeah. I, it just drives me crazy when people say shit like, "Converge is overrated," or you know, go fucking see them and tell me they're overrated. Right. Like, yeah. And hopefully we're like close to being able to see them live. Like, Jesus, I hope holy so. shit. I hope so. I've never seen them live and I know. Oh, no fact. way. Oh yeah. And I'm, I, so I bought tickets a couple times to them. And usually I used to Jack, I used to cook. And so I would cook on the days that I always worked on the nights. Oh, that they naturally. Played. And so naturally, I usually yeah. sold the tickets or gave them away and I never got to see them. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And so even my, 
even my buddy Bennett, who like I put a Converge thing on my Instagram stories the other day while I was listening. I mean, I listen to Converge a lot anyway, but I've been listening mm-hmm. to a lot of it. And uh, he was like, best live band ever, which is crazy because I, I mean, it makes sense for him a little bit. But I was also like, you you love Thin Lizzy and like, you like Dad. <laughs> this is so weird. This is such a weird thing. Is yeah, Jack dog. peeing right now? Why is no? I'm actually looking up. Uh, we're talking about seeing Converge, <laughs> and I wanted to make you guys really jealous because of the, all the times I've that seen, seen Converge. Well, it's you know, I, I, all I'm saying point, is, is you wouldn't be the first person to pee on the podcast. Like they brought the camera oh, really? with them. Yeah, I've also peed before too. Ever Secrets. just in life, as as Ian Malcolm <laughs> yeah, would say, yeah. you gotta go and you gotta go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Jack, where is uh, all the love we leave behind for you? Like, are you are you into lighter stuff? I I am, but this is going to make me sound as much of elitist as I am. But I try to hide it. I am so much more into the members of Converge's side projects sure. as they get older than I am really into their actual material. And that's not to say I don't like it because I do. Yeah. And the albums are fantastic. And all all we love leave behind is an amazing record. Yeah. Um, Dusk in Us, I think, is actually a little overlooked. I actually liked that album a lot. It was different. It was a really different thing for them to do. I didn't um, think Dusk in Us I is fun for me because it's like it's their doom record, but they aren't yeah. able to write a doom record. Yeah. It's also kind of mathy. Like there's weird mathy guitar parts on that record where it's like, what is what? Like Yeah. It's a really interesting tra- record. Yeah. It's a super yeah, interesting I record. I haven't I didn't listen to that really that much. Um and I, I listened to it last week, like all the way through, sat down and actually listened to it. And it kind of blew me away a little bit. It's dense. It's a, it's it's not so many of their earlier records. I, yeah. I, I would never go to go as far to say that they have filler, but they're punctuated yeah. by tracks that you want to go back and listen to and say, oh, I'm going to listen to like, you're not going to find many people that say I'm going to listen to Converge and they go listen to Dusk and Us. Like yeah. that's that you kind of need to sit down with that record and let it kind of wash over you. And that's something that I really like about it. Yeah, and which yeah. is honestly why I like you fail me so much because that album really I mean you guys are absolutely right in saying that it's kind of their return to more of the hardcore sound like the more and I don't even want to say straightforward because so many songs yeah. on that record are not straightforward at all but it's very a lot of the tracks are different and they sound different and like you like you fail me is my favorite converge song like unquestionably yeah. oh, the title fuck. track on you fail me oh it, fuck. and that's insane see then that song to me is was sort of what set up the now sort of tried and true converge formula of having that big mid-tempo banger in the middle of every album yeah which like plagues on no heroes has it uh, on axe to fall worms will feed rats will feast seemingly every converge song or album rather has the exclamation point on the first part of the record and then everything progresses from there yeah and you family was the first one that they really did that do you think Here's, that's do you think that's Jacob Bannon convincing Kurt to just like let go a little bit? I don't I don't think no. it is. I think it's I think they've just started playing a lot and they were they played a lot for so long and they toured for so long and they knew each other so well that it it just was like this is it. I think I was reading somewhere I think You Fail Me was written a lot of times during like sound checks when they were touring for Jane Doe. And they're like, that's crazy to me that they're writing this yep. shit and coming up with this stuff during sound checks. So, Jack, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but we have a thing called the BK Fries moment, a Burger King Fries moment. And this is my <laughs> Burger King Fries moment again, because that was my number one fry pick and everybody hates me for it. Over think, McDonald's. Over, over McDonald's, McDonald's. Over McDonald's. <laughs> and over 
and over Arby's curly fries. He's like, I like you drywall. Dick. <laughs> yep, God. yep. Dan, every time, every time Dan, I'm like, well, I like this. Dan's like, you like Burger King fries over McDonald's fries. So like forever in our friendship now, Dan's just gonna pull that one out. I didn't tell y'all my uh my one and two. My one oh, yes. is all we love, we leave behind. Uh I think that that album's like pure art. It's really personal. I don't think you're going to find many arguments to that with no, I don't, Converge no. fans. There's a lot of people that maybe, yeah, maybe I, critically speaking, you you you'll hear arguments against that, but a lot of yeah. people feel that way. I think you're going to yeah. find. I think you're going to find a lot of people are going to fight that because they're like they're like me right now, like Jane Doe number one, right? Like that's that's the thing. That's the that's the pinnacle of what they did. But I don't think you're wrong. I mean, like it, like we've talked about this before, right? The part of the reason this podcast exists is the idea of like, what is third best is more interesting than just like, okay, like Abbey road, number one, like go fuck yourself, whatever. Even yeah, though right. that would, a lot of people would be like, Oh, Sergeant pepper. Right. Yeah. But like, <laughs> while well, you say that one through six, one through six, we're pretty close. And one yeah. thing that happened to me when I was re-listening to this, not to step on you, Ben, but no, like you're good. one thing that happened to me like re-listening through this is I listened to You Fail Me originally and Redux is way better. Oh, it's so oh my God. much better. And, yes. it, and I like, again, like Jane Doe, I was like, yes, Jane Doe. And then like Axe the Fall came out and Andy calls it the Mastodonic, but like it, they became a better band with Axe the Fall. And then after that, they did this. But like, You Fail Me originally, pretty muddy, not that fun to listen to. Redux, you're like, holy shit. Even the title track, even the title track is so much better being like Kurt Ballou learned how to master and produce some shit. And it was so good. It's so good that way. Well, he also, I was reading about that in the original one that they were doing, he was trying to do it at a studio at his like house and they kept losing power. And so they just like get three quarters of the way mixed through a song and then yeah. they'd lose power and they'd be like, well, I guess we're starting again tomorrow. And the, the whole story thing of was, that album is what makes it fascinating to me. Yeah, it, it was, yep. it was a true DIY kind of thing that they did, yep. which is hilarious too, considering that it was their first release on Epitaph, which was like at the time, quite yeah. large you know it was their yeah. kind of step in i don't want to say the mainstream but they were moving up yeah um, they're getting away there. from that smaller it, like label yeah. yeah and epitaph is still a punk rock thing i think if fat mike was yep. like told like yeah we ran out of power that's why we couldn't do this thing he'd be like shit yeah yeah, yeah. exactly my burger king fries moment right now is that number two is you fail me jane doe's not even on my three so dude i like your style <laughs> We're talking about Converge albums and we like every one of them, obviously. Jane Doe was the first one I heard when I was 12 and it blew my mind. And then I got into heavier music and then I heard You Fail Me and I was like, holy fuck. This album, I think it's Jane Doe distilled down to a better album. They kind of figured out the Jane Doe equation and they they dealt with it. Not to say that Jane Doe isn't bad, but it's kind of further down on my list. It's five on my list, which is weird. Interesting. You um, and Jacob Bannon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I read that too, it's funny because it <laughs> was down there. Because No Heroes and Axe the Fall were like neck and neck for me until about an hour ago. So, well, um, they're neck neck on like my list. But do you guys think yeah. this is a uh, product of age? Uh, yes, you're, or no. you're, you you guys are about the same age. So, I could Jane, see that. Jane Doe came out when I was at the end of high school, early college, and. 
Yeah, I was in middle school when it came out, and that's when I like downloaded it off of LimeWire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's oh, pretty sorry. much for me the same. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And, and it sorry, was guys. still it was still <laughs> sorry, Car- guys. I yeah. bought it, but <laughs> yeah. No, it it was Carlos Santana Smooth, and you had to find the other LimeWire where that actually was yeah. the album. Yeah. That wasn't the album. <laughs> Obviously the redux is like way better. I also like I don't know, I like shitty recordings of things sometimes. I kind of do too. And <laughs> yeah. that's to me, I've I've said this for a long time that you you fail me is like their black flag record. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's got that grittiness to it. And like yeah. Eagles become vultures is oh, one of the best punk rock songs ever written in my mind. Cause, and it's such a departure from what they were doing on Jane Doe. If you, if you really listen to it and like break down what they're doing, Jane Doe was a metalcore record. It really was. Yeah. Uh, the way that it was written, the, the, the fact, and we haven't even touched on the fact that Aaron Dahlbeck left the band uh-huh. during the making of Jane Doe. And the sound that he brought to the band was, to me, noticeably not there anymore after he left. Yeah. Because it was so math core and metalcore before You Fail Me. And then they became this sort of almost progressive hardcore band with metallic elements. And that, I think, is what, what I, go, I look back on the most is that maybe it's just that I don't like metalcore anymore, but I listen to it now and I say it. And that is kind of way more metalcore than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's my issue. Not, and that's not that it's not that it's an issue with it. It's just I think that's why it hasn't aged as gracefully. Yeah, I think you fail me is like getting back to hardcore punk roots. Very much part so. of it. Yeah. And so, I mean the yeah, first two tracks are nuts. Like the oh first God, track yeah. is like that slowed down, fucking weird, like yep. noodly riffy thing, and then it just goes into a fucking crusher like yeah first light last light is is an amazing yeah. opening the guitar parts on dropout are still some of my oh, like one of my fuck. favorite parts of yep. any converge song that that noodly shit at the end of it with i've always like every time i think about that that part at the end of the song i think of like maybe it's because the chords and notes are actually kind of similar but do you guys, do you guys ever watch like harry Hausen films of like the 50s with yep. like like chasing the argonauts and shit yeah, that part reminds me of like the the songs that play when the skeletons fight fucking Jason and his men. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it's it's got that kind of weird. It's like creepy, but also kind of playful. Yep. Yeah. It, yep. Oh, I, yeah. I'm very very fond of of that song, and it's. It, I I won't go as far to say that the end of the album isn't as good as the as the beginning, but that it's so punctuated in the beginning and yeah i love that about it yeah it like the first half of that album is nuts it is it really is like black cloud is fucking insane it's so yeah black cloud's a great song i'm upset that you guys don't think that plagues is the best converged song like this is (laughs) it is it's i'm gonna shut it down like this is done podcast over like ben and i will go find another podcast (laughs) it's gonna be fourth best very much up there no, <laughs> it's very good. Also, off No Heroes, Bear Bear My Teeth is really good. That's kind of like very hardcore, like fucking push. It's just very pushy, which I like a lot. It's like it doesn't let up. I like when yeah. they don't let up. I don't know. So, uh, petitioning Empty Sky is my second. We haven't really said anything about that. And the one thing I was going to say yeah. earlier, the the best convert show I've seen. I got to see them play for free at House of Vans here in Chicago back in the summer of 2019. Oh, and that show was outstanding and they I, I can't remember if they filmed it or not they must have been filming some of it but 
as you can imagine, a free show in a giant skate warehouse is going to bring out some fun people. And uh, <laughs> before they started, they said, and this is so unlike them too, because they hate being asked to play old songs, but they're like, all right, just so you guys know, we're not playing Color Me Blood Red, but we're going to play Forsaken. And everyone went, oh my fucking God. And like, they played the main riff of it, of Forsaken, so everybody could get amped up for the first track. And then they played it fifth, oh, and yeah. the fucking place came unglued. It was, <laughs> it was incredible. One of the biggest pits I've seen. I saw a kid like walk out with a big smile on his face, totally broken nose. It was, oh, fuck yeah. It was, yeah. it was very old school. It was very old school. And like, and that's the thing about Petition the Empty Sky for me is that it brings 1996, you know? Yeah. Fucking that's that's like the genesis of that kind of ferocious metalcore sound that they were such you know the progenitors of yeah they also i that's they're a band that like they make three albums and then everybody starts making music that sounds like them and then they're like well we have to do something different (laughs) and then they do something different and then everybody starts like kind of shifting into that and yeah like oh three albums later i guess we'll just change it up again which is nuts like that's so crazy to me tastemakers for sure in a weird way old friend of mine sleazy chris beasy if you haven't listened to his band it's empire of pigs he has a hot take which is they haven't released anything good since axe the fall oh wow wow he's wrong and what you know what i said about opinions earlier (laughs) (laughs) light him on fire (laughs) sleazy chris beasy has said when forever comes crashing is when they started getting good. So he just wants that like middle area. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to That's Empire Pigs, yeah, if you listen to Empire Pigs and they have a new video out, go look it up. Cool. It will make sense that he doesn't like dusk. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're, you're talking about 20 years of progression. That's, that's the interesting thing, you know, like yeah. you're, you're not going to find many people that aren't, hard like from like i'm speaking about myself here uh hardcore like iron maiden fans that are gonna be like they they probably don't even most most people that aren't iron maiden fans probably don't fucking even know that they've been releasing albums in the in the last decade they're not you know they they're not so, great they're still i mean they're still good but they're not yeah, like, exactly yeah, yeah yeah i mean power slave is the best one but exactly you know, but like we're on agreement they're, they're not gonna get they're not gonna get back to that you know like the same with judas the same band like Judas There's Priest has been around for fucking ever, and like like fifty years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they fucking yeah, like literally Halford, fifty years. Rob Halford has like a a motorcycle like fucking walker now. <laughs> he comes out in that <laughs> like, but I mean they're they're a completely different band. They probably have the same kind of gimmicky stuff that they do, which I love. But they're not going to be. It's not going to be the same as they got to keep continue to change their artists, and they got to like change it up a little bit. And I only like Thin Lizzy Records since 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, like 80s Thin Lizzy. There's not very many good 80s. <laughs> there's choice tracks, but ugh, there's some bad ones. With you on that one. Well, Jack, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, when forever comes crashing. Conduit fucking rules. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite fucking. Oh yeah, that one's super yeah. good. Yeah, the high cost of playing God, like fuck. Mm-hmm. That album was an album that I never really got into. Obviously, I started listening it with Jane Doe, but then it moved to 
I slowly got into that later on in life, and I was like, "Holy shit, this band is like progressed so crazy." Yeah, yeah. their their progression is really fascinating. Super yeah. super fascinating. But that was when um, did that come out? Like ninety seven. Ninety eight. Fuck. Like even hearing it then is like, oh shit. There's like some new shit in here that I've never heard before for that. Like. Yeah. Era. The Poacher Diaries was between uh, uh, Jane Doe and When Forever Comes Crashing, if I'm not mistaken. I like, think so. I yeah. Yeah. That was one that I haven't really listened to too that much. Like it rocks. <laughs> it's <yeah>. really good. <laughs> yeah, ni- 99 was was Poacher Diaries, which was with yeah. Agrophobic Nosebleed. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Cuz yeah, Locust Rain is on that one. Oh, My Great Devastator. Uh, that's that's my one again. One of a total deep cut for Converge, but My Great Devastator is a fucking great song and that was on Poacher Diaries. Yep. And then like Unloved and Weeded Out has some great like and now we're starting to talk about how many releases Converge has, especially back in like the late 90s early 2000s that have great songs but never made it onto quote-unquote albums yeah right yeah yeah because there's a bunch of compilations that they put out right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i'm loving out is the most notable of them but yeah they yeah. yeah they've done quite a few and or just like i mean that was part of the scene right you could put out an ep at that point yeah at this point you oh, would yeah. just release a single like right now you would just release a single and in the 90s you know, yeah. you would you would put it on a seven inch, but like a seven inch, yeah, and you a uh, seven inch split a lot of the time too. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. did a ton of those. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, also, like that Boston scene in that era was super cool. Like it was like it was like Seattle. I think Brodsky was in Converge. I know, yes, I, know. I know, yeah. which is crazy, which is crazy. Brodsky I'm actually wearing I'm wearing a shirt with Ben Kohler and Brodsky. <laughs> yeah. On. The yeah, it's <laughs> the late night, and they're, but they're Ninja Turtles, so <laughs> uh, naturally. Yeah, of course. I um, actually, I have a, uh, I have a Mutoid Man shirt that is, uh, oh, it's yeah. literally just Castlevania, but it says Mutoid Man on the top. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I love it. It's one of my favorite shirts. I fucking love Dan knows. I love Mutoid Man. Like, they're, awesome. they're a band I, I wasn't super into until I started watching Two Minutes to Late Night, and then I was like, oh, I need to get into this band actually it's very spinal tappy it's like hardcore spinal yeah. tap oh and that and that crossover was amazing that every time mm-hmm. i die and cave in mm. oh on, yeah the fucking splitsville that they did yeah how do you how do you replace caleb but they did with the bass player from converge yeah mm-hmm. yeah what's his name yeah nate? with nate newton what is it? yeah nate newton he did he a, screams like a motherfucker he did a, a good beast, caleb he did oh. a good caleb yeah Nate Newton's a fucking beast. He's all those guys. Like that's the amazing thing about Converge is I, I don't dislike uh, Jake's Jacob's recent like side project stuff. It's just very different and not really my taste, I suppose. Yeah. But pretty much everything that those guys have done outside of Converge is all just really good. Like yep. especially, I mean Ben Kohler especially. Um, oh God, yeah, Killer. What is it? Um, Kid Dynamite. Killer. No. 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 It's, uh, that's Brodsky's. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? Killer, Killer be killed. killed? Yeah. yeah. With the dude. This is like fucking guy from Sepultura. Yes. Uh, <laughs> wait. Is it? I'm trying to. Yeah, I think it, I think Cavalera might be in it. Yeah. 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 Which is um, nuts. It's like a super group. It is a total super group. Yeah. Well, and my favorite side project, and this might speak a lot to what I said earlier about uh converge later stuff not being as much in my wheelhouse as the earlier stuff all pigs must die 
uh, Ben oh, yeah. Kohler is in. Fuck. And that's so good. Also, bringing back what what you guys were just saying about the Boston scene, um, the Hope Conspiracy is one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Baker of Hope Conspiracy is is a, is the vocalist for All Things Must Die, and yep, that band is not a far cry from the shit that Newton Converge was doing in the late '90s, early 2000s. Like their yeah. sound, it's obviously much more mature, but the yep. The, the mathy, ferocious, hardcore attack like that they have is, is not too far off. Well, it's crazy that I always forget that uh, that ISIS comes like with those guys too, right? Yep, like, yep, they do. Like Sumac, old man ISIS. gloom, yep. Sumac, man like gloom. fuck, mm-hmm. like that kind of shit. Like that was always mm-hmm. ISIS has always been a West Coast band in my mind. I don't know why. That you know maybe because that dude lives uh, out there now, but like. Yeah, well, so so much of their imagery like is is about like what like like oceanic is obviously, yeah. you know. I, yeah. I can see where you where where one might connect that. For some in reason, in my brain, I was like, they're a, they're a West Coast band, surely. And then I was like, oh, this guy's from New Mexico and Boston, like weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> a yeah. weird mix, but okay. It is. <laughs> Have you guys spent a lot of time with Zozobra? Zozobra, I I I have not, but I like them. Yes. I mean, yeah. like if, if like that ISIS uh, Hesu stuff. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. We're just gonna like yeah, with, with Dan, Gus and Broderick and Godflesh. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're go that done. far into this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, Dan, don't get me started on Godflesh, please. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Mr. Godflesh, right here. Yeah. Right. What's crazy about Axafall is the amount of like people that were on that. Like, uh, what's his name from Neurosis? The fucking. No, not Scott Kelly, the other dude. Oh, that just, Steve Until. Yeah, Steve Until's on that. Mm-hmm. The whole band of Genghis Tron is mm-hmm. on that album on that last mm-hmm. fucking track. Like yep. the amount of like people that are on that is ridiculous. It's so crazy. It's, it's one of the things very I love. collaborative record. Yeah. And that and that's part of why it's my third best, is because like it comes back around to what I loved about the scene. Like any scene oh, sure. where it's like that's a good point hey everybody come back in here one of the things that uh, that hip-hop which is one of my first loves uh does that like punk doesn't and it'd be hard to do but like the fact that brodsky was in converge and then there's a video on youtube where it's really funny to me because they recorded this live show and then blue remastered it like he remastered the live show which is how neurotic he is which is also one of the things I love about him. I I've mean, had he builds yeah. fucking guitars and pedals and shit. Like, of yeah. course he's neurotic as fuck. Motherboards yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. I, I've had multiple friends that have recorded albums with him, and that's awesome. I'm just like, how is it working with him? And they're like, it it. I preferred working with Albini, and I was like, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> it's got to be intense. Like he can't. Like he doesn't fucking half-ass yeah, it. He's a straight like, edge vegan. He doesn't have any yeah. sort of release. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, and, Albini's a dick though, but that's fine. But so well, so ask the fall, like that, that that whole like let's come into the room and do a thing together, which hardcore and punk doesn't do well. Like often. a lot of the time it doesn't. Yeah. I, I think no. that's I think that's the thing that they would benefit from. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As long as it isn't body count doing institutionalized. No, oh, my God. Dude. You don't like that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you remember the, the Tony Hawk Underground? We actually listened to it the other day at work. The Tony Hawk's American Wasteland or Underground, whatever fucking Tony Hawk video game. But they're, 
the soundtrack's nuts. It's like all these like emo and punk bands doing like classic punk like covers, and I can't remember who does that really? song. Let me look it up because it's fucking great. Our good friends at What's More Metal did a little bit about the Grammys and how Ice T won for an album that had a cover of this. And they were like, what the fuck is Ice T complaining about? I only have middle-aged tax brackets, like just boomer, <laughs> boomer complaints along the way. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But Census Fail does Institutionalized. Oh, My Chemical God. Romance does Astro Zombies. Like, <laughs> it's fucked up. Thrice does Seeing Red and Screaming at the Wall. Um, you, there's another I, one. I completely tuned snake? out when you said Fallout Boy. Doing I, know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And then Hot Snakes is on there randomly doing Time to Escape, which, like, why is Hot Snakes on an album with yeah. like a bunch of like Rise Against is on here, fucking The Bled. It's all these bands like oh, Taking wow. Back Sunday does Suburban Home. I like food. Like, it's a great album. They actually do like pretty good. The Fallout Boy like Gorilla Biscuits cover is actually pretty good. Well, people forget, speaking of Fall Out Boy, too, like Pete Wentz was in Race Trader. Like yeah. a, a lot of people forget that. Um, well, not in Chicago, they don't because Race Trader is about as Chicago as you can get in terms of an older hardcore band. But yeah, but yeah Pete Wentz, like they have they have hardcore roots. Like, big time. oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a Chicago. I think, uh, yeah, who's Alkaline Trio does Wash Away. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like from autumn to ashes, let's have a war. Like it's just the oh most random shit. And I remember playing that video game and was like knowing those songs, but couldn't really place them. I was like, what is happening here? Why is this? This sounds so different. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Fallout Boy. That's this why. was on a Tony Hawk video game. Yeah, yeah, American Wasteland. You can find it on uh on Spotify anything. or like anywhere. You can, yeah, it's pretty great. You can also find us on Spotify. <laughs> You can find us on Spotify if you want to. Us and our five <laughs> listeners. <Yeah. laughs> I did mention Aaron Dahlbeck earlier, and we do need to mention Bane because Bane fucking rules. And oh yeah, I don't have much more to add to that, but Bane is awesome. Young Jack Young, a fifteen-second soliloquy about how much Bane rules. <laughs> Bane rules. <laughs> That's about all I have to say. Like it. it if you, you it, in the same vein as bands like Converge, if you haven't seen, well, now you won't. But and stop. If you That's fifteen. If you, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was fifteen seconds. You fucked up if you didn't see Bane there. <laughs> wow. That was seventeen seconds. Just so That's we're clear. It. So what we do here on Third Best is we like to have our guests bring to us a lightning round question so that we can hot take some stuff that are not as awful as Ben's opinion on fast food French fries. Listen, dude, mm. that's fine. Yeah, that's... There's yeah. time to change that. I'll never change it. Never <laughs> no, I'm saying there's King. time to make sure that you have a worse take than that. <laughs> oh, it'll come up, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jane Doe uh, wasn't even on my top three of this. I'm sure I'll get fucking lit up in the comments. Again, also not on Jacob Bannon's. Young yeah, Jack exactly. Young. What is your lightning round question? My lightning round question is what is the third best Legend of Zelda game? As a man that has a Legend of Zelda tattoo that I noticed earlier. Oh, yeah. Same here. Oh, yeah. I thought you were pointing to yours. No, no I just have, have that. I have a dumb thumb tattoo that I got and mm-hmm. uh, and another one for a friend of mine that died uh, on the East Coast scene. Um, I don't have it. I don't have it off the top of my head. So 
BDC, I feel like you like you've been dying for the time which this is question. <sighs> it's so hard. So like third best. Oh, fuck me. See, that's why I wanted to ask this. <laughs> I think it's going to be Link to the Past. Mm. Which I believe is the it's the reissue on the Game Boy Advance, right? Was that Link to the well, Past? No, been... Link to the Past is it's the Super, the Super Nintendo, Nintendo one. Well, they redid it. They redid it for fucking Game Boy Advance. You're thinking of uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh was, no, no, that was yeah. They, they redid was, that for the DS, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Link Between yeah. Worlds is basically like like they actually call it Link to the Past Two in Japan. Uh... Um, and it's the same the the world map is almost identical it's a great game but it's, it's a great yeah, game but i think link to the past is that the, the yeah. super nintendo one is good i felt like they redid mm-hmm. it for for game boy advance but i might be wrong that's my number three my number two yeah. is breath of the wild it completely changed zelda and for i don't want to say for the better but number one will always be and forever be ocarina of time i think it's one of the best video games ever it's probably my like one or number one video game that i've ever played it's up there that's dana Dana, see this is good this is good discussion (laughs) i am too old so i like yeah dan's like zelda what is zelda is that the little boy (laughs) uh the wizard boy (laughs) <laughs> so Ariel Dumas is a woman that writes for Colbert at this point, graduated high school with my brother, and she is the person that constantly goes on Twitter and gives underdeveloped men a hard time because she just will tweet, Zelda is the boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. And she is <laughs> that she is, is outstanding. She won a she won a fucking Emmy a couple of weeks ago for being one of the head writers for the fucking Colbert show. That's awesome. And that's literally what she does, is just like that's good oh, content. Yeah. Z- Zelda is the boy. Zelda <laughs> is the boy. <laughs> that's a troll job if I've ever seen one. And as a, as like a very intelligent woman. It's gonna really rile people up. I guess my thing would be third best would be this will also like track with our third best NES platform. Third best is gonna be Legend of Zelda, the original. The original one on NES? Yep. It's a okay. fucking amazing game. It's a really good game. Number one is Link to the Past on SNES. And number two is it. I hate that you call it that. I the mean, SNES. Old, call it I'm respecting my elders, but <laughs> SNES. You mean the SNES? The SNES. Yeah. SNES. Oh, I hate that even more. Go back to SNES. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super Nintendo, Link to the Past. I get beat up a lot in, with my friends about the fact that I think that uh, Super Mario World is the best video game of all time. They only say Link to the Past. Like, that's the argument. But Mm. also, I am over 35. I am an elder millennial. So, Legend of Zelda, third best. Link to the Past, number one. Okanaria of Time, number two. (laughs) Gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. That's maybe what I'd call it, actually. Gonorrhea of Time. Uh, Number three is Breath of the Wild. Okay. Number one is Link to the Past. Okay. Number two is Wind Waker. Uh, see, I never played Wind Waker, and I'm trying to get a Wii U 
because I want to play it so badly. And that's the way you should do it. Don't play the GameCube version because Link Wind Waker HD fixed all the small issues with that game um uh, yep. whether it was loading times or whatever the, it fixed a lot of it and that game is just a joy it is like mm-hmm. it really does make you feel like a kid again from the animation with the cell shading animation because it was so like yeah people hated that game when it came out just because of of the, the, the art cell shading yeah yeah i love and cell shading in video games i love I it when it's done well it's so good it's yeah. so cool. Fucking it's jet set radio was so cool. Exactly. Like that yeah. kind of style. And I felt like it emulated that a little bit. And so it did. It did. It, it definitely felt like a cartoon. It was like you were yep. playing a cartoon. And yep. and that's yep. what I, you know, and say what you want about if that's that's not your thing, that's not your thing. But it is yeah. my thing. And yeah, I thought the way that they did it was so masterful. Yeah. Um gonorrhea of time is actually my fifth. What's what's fourth then? It's your I Jane to know. Doe. It's your Jane yeah, Doe. It's it's your Jane, Jane Doe. Doe. Yeah, Jane the Jacob Ocarina Bannon, of Time yeah. is my Jane Doe. My uh, <laughs> my fourth would be the original Legend of Zelda. Okay, sure. Um, I I debated saying Link's Awakening, but Link's Awakening for Game Boy, which is a yeah, fantastic which... game, is just a little bit too much of a deep That's four for you, Dan. That's four for me. Because again, I'm old as shit. So so I think we've talked about this before, but like Breath of the Wild became this open thing right and i haven't played an rpg since fucking final fantasy 7 like what was it dan dan what was it like going to like the nickelodeon and paying like a fucking nickel to like go to yeah yeah dude what was like when gas was like fucking 10 cents you had to walk Uh, uphill both ways to school (laughs) i will accept this critique but i will tell you one story (laughs) i was just behind gas being less than a dollar no. you're so old in oh, my no. life i have never seen gas be less than a dollar <laughs> final fantasy 7 was the last rpg i played all the way through like fought through all of it did the whole yep. thing yeah and i think we talked about this in a podcast previously but breath of the wild my brother gave me a switch right when uh, everything went to shit he's like hey mm. you're gonna you're gonna run out of time or like things to do <laughs> during this I thought you meant that you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother's gonna like, listen, time. dude, I know you're, you're gonna so die in a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my brother, my brother was like, Hey, you're gonna run out of things to do. You need a lot of things going on in your life. I'm gonna bring you a switch. It's just yours for as long as you want it. And I was like, Cool, sounds good. Like, thank you. Like genuinely, super well thought, very sweet thing to do. I started playing Breath of the Wild because everybody's like, it's the best fucking thing. It's open world. Amazing. So I didn't good. get it. I, I, played, I didn't at first either. Jack, I played for eight hours and I texted my friends. I was like, when do I get a fucking sword? <laughs> I, like, I, 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 got to the, I got to the point where I'd like work through like three dungeons just with like covert shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't get do the I... master sword until like way late into the game. And so you like, gotta like, you gotta like get thirteen hearts before you can get the fucking master sword. Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. when do I get a fucking sword? Because that's what I want. Like, I want, I want to have a little bit of this, but not to sound See, boomer. But yeah. But so like, yeah. Breath of the Wild. I if I had more time and I didn't have a business and a kid, like a kid I'm sure I would be like, oh my god, this is Dude, the fucking I've... best thing ever. 
I've sunk like a hundred hours into that game and I haven't beaten it. It's endless. You can make it as long as you fucking want it to be. I'm probably going to restart it and just like go from there. You can just go and fight. You can fight Ganon like right away. Yeah, you you can actually. Yeah. Yeah. People do it. Uh, Like it's, it's such a crazy game. It just turned Zelda on its head, which I loved, which is what it needed, which is, which is why I, which is why I rated highly. Cause I actually, Dan, I, I felt the same way the first time I played it. I thought, like, this is a fucking Zelda game. This is Grand Theft Auto Hyrule. That's yeah. the <laughs> way it felt to me. It was like you scavenge shit. It doesn't feel like a Zelda game, but no. I think that's also, what ended up making it work. Can we get Grand Theft Auto Hyrule? That'd be fucking rad. Oh, sick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up sex workers in that? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Female bacoblins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my mind went to that too immediately. Oh God, I was like, this is we, who I want. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are skipping the one of the greatest Zelda games that is number four for me is Minish Cap. So Minish Cap fucking rocks. That's a good game. I, so I love that game. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of really good Zelda games that flew under the radar because they weren't mm-hmm. they were like on the handheld devices. Um yeah. like the Four Link- Swords Adventures is fun too. It's a good and, one. And or because the systems weren't taking you off like yeah. twilight presence is good that's a good one yeah it's super linear that's my only like mm-hmm. primary issue and um, and that's really the issue that i take with the zelda series as a whole and like we haven't touched on skyward sword yet that game is a i, I fucking love that game but it's an abortion <laughs> like that game i, I is... haven't i played like maybe two hours of it on a switch that i had and I, or not a switch a fucking uh wii that i had uh-huh. and i couldn't do it i was like i don't want to fucking cut a different way for like a different enemy like no, you I'm get lazy. like carpal tunnel i'm a fat guy yeah. i want to fucking sit here and play like what the fuck are we doing and i'm glad that they're like redoing it this year i'm mm, waiting for fucking yeah. wind waker i know they need to do it they're gonna do it but well they have wind waker hd they just need to port it to the switch is really it'll happen i'm sure it'll yeah. happen at some point but like yeah, so I'm excited to like play through Skyward Sword on a Switch where I'm not like having to actually draw a bowstring or fucking cut a certain like I'm it was not a at noble the Renaissance idea. festival. Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to pop a balloon on like another knight's fucking stupid pinned on like yeah. shirt. No, I'm good. No thanks. I'm trying to play video well, games here. I'll give a shout out to one of my favorite YouTubers, um, he goes by Igor after his name's Aaron Hansen. He's of the Game Grumps. He has a, he did these video essay, animated video essays that he, the, the series was referred to as sequelitis where he, he started with Castlevania and then uh, Castlevania and Castlevania 2 and then he did Castlevania 4 as well and then he did Mega Man X and this, the big one that he gets the most criticism for is Ocarina of Time where he talks about how much he not dislikes it, but how yeah. Uh, it hasn't aged gracefully, and I agree with just about everything he says in it. Where I don't know, man. Every I've... trope, every trope that the that the Zelda series fell into, yeah, uh, came from Ocarina of Time, pretty much. Have you, have you ever played the like the DS revamp of it? I haven't, and I've heard it's way better. It's way better. The controls are way more fluid. It makes. I mean, the issue with that game is the fucking. I mean, and we've had we have a third best episode where we do nintendo system but the fucking n64 controller is like i hate it it's a terrible controller it's a terrible controller which is funny because there's people that actually really like it the controls on ocarina time are fucking awful they're so bad but i love it like it's that game that was the first like when you like get out of the fucking forest and you're in the plane and you're riding a horse or you're just like it's open world 
that to me was like the first game where I was like, what is this? Holy shit. It blew me away. It's the Jane Doe of Zelda games. Yeah, there we go. Sure. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but I agree with you. Like, I, I will never take anything away from people that love that game. And yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it too. It's not like I don't love it. I just, I, I like stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah. You know that, you know that meme that's like third best is Legend of Zelda. You're like, okay, go to bed, Grandpa. Like, we'll walk yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, walk in the old person. Yep. That's, that's how I feel right now with you guys yeah. that were both born within like a year of each other. You sons Dude, of I didn't pay fucking Wind Waker. I didn't have a GameCube or a Wii U. So don't worry, Dan. I feel old right now. That's fine. <laughs> Thanks everybody for the support and the listens. Uh, we are lucky to be able to get together with friends and have these super silly arguments, especially about hardcore bands that I'm sure no one has listened to besides all of our friends. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and have a few dollars to donate, go find an organization that needs help and chip in. Jack, if they can't think of somebody, do you have anybody that you want to shout out for them to donate? Yeah, uh, Hope for the Day, um, which is a suicide prevention organization. If you go to my.hftd.org, that's the easiest way to learn about what they do. I wear my bracelet all the time. I've struggled with depression and anxiety my most mostly my whole life. So it's something that's really close to me. So Hope for the Day is an awesome organization. Their motto uh, is it's okay not to be okay. Yep. And that's yes. that's Completely. that's it right there. Fuck. That's, listen that's to it. listen to a Converge album because they will tell yeah. you all of that immediately. <laughs> and yeah, also yes, it will. yes. Yes. Just read the liner notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Send them some money if you're able to. Uh if not, please let us know within the Instagram or something, shoot us an email if you want to. And I'm sure Dan and I will definitely contribute to them as well. If you're not able to right now, please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at third best pod. That's the number three RD best pod. Also recommend us to friends that enjoy dumb arguments, answer questions in our stories and shoot us a message. If you got a topic you'd like to discuss with us, please do that. We are always welcome to have people on, especially people we don't know. I don't know, Jack. I've never met Jack, but I feel like we're now fast friends. So we're gonna do dipped hams in Chicago whenever we, we all are vaccinated. What's a dipped Ooh. hams? Oh my god! Fuck! Well, You're gonna surprise. learn. You're gonna okay, learn. Surprise! Cool. As long as there's Malort or Fernet, then I'm fine. We're on we'll all out. major. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're on all uh, major platforms. So give us a listen on that, or you can listen at our website which is thirdbestpod.com. That's again, 3rdbestpod.com. Thanks so much, Jack, for joining us today and listening to Converge probably way too loud. I'm sure you listen to it loud, but that's cool. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thanks, Ben Granger, for the theme song. It's always good. Dan, nice to see you. Yeah, you as well. Jack listened to it so loud that he lost all of the water in his blood. Now he just mainlines (laughs) Pedialyte. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Cheers, everybody. Star, star, star. I thought you said. And if they don't give you what you want, you go to Rollades and undercut them. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you, Tums.